five. There's something that I was thinking about that I've never talked about, and that is, it's kind of what is what is church conduct, you know? And I know we got a lot of people out. I had people call, texting all week going, "Oh, we're going camping. We're going like <laughs> have fun camping today, boy." <laughs> We're going to be gone, and I'm like, okay, well, just, they'll pick this up later, but I'm like, well, yeah, y'all folks love camping. I can't stand camping. I went camping one time, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life, you know, and, and uh, uh, we went with uh, House of Judah, all the guys. It was like, I don't know, 40 of us or something, and we went camping, and I had all the gear and the Man, I hated it. I was like, I'm just not cut for this, man. A hard time for me is uh, uh, my hotel don't have no jacuzzi. I mean, I don't know. I just can't do camping. But and, uh, hey, everybody, you know, if you love it, that's cool. I'm good with it. Uh, what is I'm talking about? Church conduct, how to be able, behave, or how to act, how to how to how to how to how to, how to conduct yourself. You know, it's. Uh, See, I, I know when you were young, you were taught, you know, you go to church, and then I know a lot of you told me this, and as kids, you couldn't even say anything at church. Your mother would pinch you or give you a quick pop or something, and, 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 and then you come here, and I remember people say, man, you can actually say something here. Yeah, I would prefer you say something here because I don't like quiet. And, and so I'm not talking about, as you know, we think about conduct at church, we're talking about kids, how, you know, keep your kids, don't let your kids run around. No, I'm talking about the adults. Kids don't bother me. Just, just the adults. What, what, what should the adults do? What shouldn't they do? And then, and then it's really not, it kind of just, I didn't start reading this for that. I was just reading it to read Bible, and then this kind of started coming out. So I'm going to walk through a couple of things. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, it says, Auntie, we urge you brothers and sisters to do what? Warn those who are idle and disruptive. It says, warn the people who are idle and, and the people who just aren't uh, 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 doing anything. They, they know they just, you know. See, we, I was talking to a pastor yesterday. He's in Massachusetts. And he says, Kenan, have you saw all your members since you've been back up? And I'm like, yeah, I think we pretty much saw everybody. I mean, everybody hasn't been back together once. But I think we've seen, I've seen everyone except uh, one couple who I know we usually don't see in the summer because they, they, they do their thing a lot. So I'm, I, I get that, but I'm like, I pretty much saw everybody. He goes, man, that's, I've never, I haven't talked to any other pastor who said that. Do you know it's a great falling away going on? Yes, it is. That the COVID showed a lot of people that they don't need church. Yeah. And a lot of people haven't made it back. He said his place is down like 25, 30%. Most pastors, they, they, I, I, I'm not going to lie, House of Judah is down. I mean, people, I'm talking to all these pastors. Some of them have thousands of members. Some of them have hundreds of members. And all of them are saying their church is down. That, that everyone hasn't made their way back. And, and I can't help but think, well, I mean, I, I try to encourage everybody constantly, and I try to encourage them to do this, to really be in contact with God and understanding that God is your relationship. I'm just like the conduit to get you to him. And then, you know, how valuable it is to be in the house, in the body, surrounded by people who, who had the same thoughts and the same views as you. And then, and then to be under watch, under watch. I'm, I, I watch and I care and I constantly pray for you guys. And then to intermingle with each other to be able to contact people and make sure they're okay. And I think that's how we survived. Amen. 
and they were not giant. So it's easy to, it's easy to kind of say, hey, Cal, have you talked to Mark? Hey, hey Mike, uh, have you talked to, hey, hey, Sam, have you talked to, hey, Kimberly, have you caught up with so-and-so? It's easier to do that if we're smaller, and I think in most big places people get lost, right, right? Yeah. And, then, and, they're, and they're idle. It says to warn those who are just idle. You, you can kind of tell people when they come in, the ones who are really starting to be committed and the ones you kind of thinking, ah, if the wind blows too strong, they probably won't be here anymore. You have to warn those. We know, we, we see them. They, 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 you know, we see people come in here, they sit for a while, then we don't see them anymore. It's like some, we, some, we have to kind of warn them, don't stay idle, because you're going to stay idle, you won't last. Everybody say amen. Right. Encourage those who are afraid, help those who are weak, but be patient with everyone. Yes, yes, yes. All right? There's a few people I have to really be patient with because they're getting out of hand. And, and, it's, and it's time when I go, what did you just say? That don't make sense what you just said. And in my mind, I'm thinking patience, 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 patience. I can see you starting to sound funny. I can see you starting to be a, a, a little more agitated. Or I can see you starting to, you know, you, you, you're just running off of what you think a whole lot lately. See, I'm, I'm a, I got a few people that I had to be patient with. And patience isn't one of them. <laughs> I'm patient about the lions. I ain't patient when it comes to certain things. Next, next verse. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. Never give evil back for evil. Now, this is something that I had to constantly tell myself. I tell myself a lot. I don't, don't, when somebody gives you evil, they pay you something with evil, they do something evil to you, don't do nothing evil back to them. Because what happens is God will do it. Amen. God would do it. I remember, I remember uh, when I was working, this guy, he was, I don't know if he was just jealous of me. I don't know what it was, but I was progressing. He wasn't. He used to just do little stuff and that made me want to hit him in the face. And I can remember going, Lord, you know, just, dude, I'm not going to, this guy's really getting on my nerve. I'm not, first of all, I'm, I'm, if I hit him in the face, then it'll be easier. I'll feel better. But I mean, it'll be a lot that happens after that. So I don't want to hit him in the face. So, Lord, will you take this, and I'm not going to touch him, I'm not going to do nothing to him, I'm not going to say anything bad about him. And do you know he had an accident when he was out hunting, and then he was out for like a few months, and when he came back, he was, we were like, we weren't the best of friends, because I don't forget, but I forgive. But, but, but my thing was, we were so cool. In fact, when I left, he was so upset, Katie, man, you're the best one we got, you're leaving. And I'm thinking, man, a few years, back in, right. he didn't even like me. Right, right. God will fight your battles. You don't have to, don't give back evil for evil. Everybody say amen. Uh, Auntie, figure this, finish that part. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. But seek to do what's good to one another and to everyone. Seek to do what is good. Now it says to rejoice always and have joy. This is one issue that I'm, I'm finding out right now because, uh, man, my, my radio calls have really picked up and, and I'm going to have to talk to Ed about it because he's going to have to pay me more money. And, 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 and and so when, what's going on with it is people now are really struggling. This, this virus thing has, has uh, made, made us run into a whole lot of other issues. Yeah. Like marriages now are shot. I think people are home too much. <laughs> I mean, man, I'm not going to lie, 95% of my calls are marriage. People are struggling. Man. And I think this virus thing has just really got, it's floated a lot of stuff to the top, you know? Yeah. And, and right now it says to rejoice or keep your joy always. We got to get through this. Amen. We'll get through it. Yes, we will. But it won't end when you want it to. Right. 
So you're going to have to keep your joy, manage your way through this. Every day, wake up and go, here we go, here we go. You got you to gotta talk. I talk to myself all the time. I got some amens. So other people do. You're not crazy. You need to. There's days I go, Kenan, 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 come on. Come on, dude. Come on. We got this. Or Kenan, stop, stop, stop. Kenan, don't say that. Don't say it. Kenan, come on, man. Come on. Yes. Constantly talk to myself. Because the world out here is so stupid right now. And if you see the videos, people are flying off. In a, in a, man, they're fighting at C.J. Barrymore. And they're fighting at Somerset Mall. And people are, people are fighting in the parking lots. People are tense. Yes. See, this, this virus crap done floated up a whole lot of other things. And now people, man, you don't even want to look at somebody too long. Right, right. People, what are you looking at? I'm tense. I'm <laughs> people, are, people are worried about their futures. People are worried about school, worried about their kids. It is tense out here. Yes, it is. Everybody say amen. amen. Be careful. Be careful. Keep your joy. Next verse. Pray continually. And you better pray all the time. I ain't talking about your little nah, lay me down to sleep before you go to bed. I'm not talking about your thank you for this food before you eat. I'm not talking about no Lord with thanks for waking me up today. I'm talking about constantly. Constantly. I'm talking about praying before you pull up. Lord, just let me go in here. Let me do what I got to do and get me out of here. Right. Hallelujah, somebody. Lord, please don't. Lord, you know, help me. Help me. Help me. Because somebody say something crazy to me. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm tense. <laughs> and now it's like the, now I'm getting bombarded with school can you think about school what are we going to do about school I don't know I just you know we got to follow our hearts we got to hear it out and make a decision it's, we just know this is going to be different Yeah. and then what happens if they give us a vaccination tomorrow are you taking it no Doggone right. You know what? It's going to be 28 days later around. It's going to be zombie land. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm not, it takes years to get a vaccine. Yes, it does. They're trying to get this one done in a year. You think I'm taking that? No. Oh, man. You're not shooting that in my butt. No way. <laughs> it is going to be zombie world. I'm telling you. Pray constantly. Yes. Hallelujah, people. Come on now. I need your prayer. We all, we got to pray. Yes. Auntie, give it to you. I'm stalling. I'm not stalling. I'm just running my mouth. Go. Give you got nowhere to be. It's raining. Come on. Give thanks in all circumstances, yeah. for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. No, it's not necessarily God's will that you have circumstances. See, we can read that wrong. Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks because it's God's will. Amen. Is it your will that I got these circumstances? It's not saying that. It's saying that life is going to happen, so always give thanks because it's God's will that you give thanks during circumstance. Right. Here we got this circumstance. People, the thing now is where's God in all this? Where's God? He's right here. He didn't go anywhere. So it's like, Lord, I thank you for the, I, I'm giving thanks in the midst of it. I'm not saying you caused it. I'm not saying you wanted it. But here it is. 
So now, is this circumstance going to stop me from giving you thanks when I got so much to be thankful for? Because I'm really healthy, my family's okay, my church family's making it. I mean, I got, I, you know, I got, a, little, I got a little money in the bank and my bills get paid. And, and it's like, man, I, I mean, Lord, I got so much to be thankful for, Amen. even if I can't go to the movies. Yes. That's my problem, I can't go to the movies. You know, so it's like, man, we got so much to still be thankful for in the midst of our situations. Everybody stay thankful. Thank Always you. find something to thank God about because it can be a lot worse. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on, Auntie, come on. Do not quench the spirit. Don't do anything that would quench or pinch the spirit. In church, we can't do things that would quench the spirit. See, we, see. In most churches, there's a process of how we want church to go. We want singing, and then we want uh, 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 the, the greeting, and then we want the preacher to spit at us for 30 minutes, and then we want to do communion, and then we want... See, don't quench it. One day if we come in here and I go, you know what, we're not going to sing today, we're not going to preach today, we're just going to pray today. Amen. Amen. I, I, I reserve the right to be able to cancel service anytime I want. Amen. Because we're going to need it pushing forward. Amen. I think that's how we survived. Amen. We're going to need it. So we can't shut it down. Amen. The church, the service starts, it goes a certain way. I'm not going to shut it down. If it's God, if it's not God, I'm going to shut it down. Amen. I've seen a lot of stuff happen in church that wasn't God. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of stuff happen in church that was, and it changed the whole dynamic of the service for that day. Amen. I reserve the right to do that. Everybody say amen. Amen. Come on, Auntie. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Now, I remember back in the day, uh, Elder Hargrass. Remember him, Auntie? Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and do you remember him? I hated his prayer line <laughs> because he would grab your head really hard, and it's like, man, let go of my head. And he, and he was big, and he was, ah! So when we had prayer lines, you guys remember, I would purposely try to get in the other prayer line. I let Bishop pray for me. I don't want Elder Hargrass. <laughs> and I remember one day, I got trapped because I was in the bishop line, and then Elder Hargrass had a free line, and then he's like, come on, Kenny, come on. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I go over there, and I brace my neck. <laughs> he's messing up my hair, you know. And, 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 and I'm going, man, okay. And I remember what he told me. This is what he told me, Auntie. I never talked about this. He says, Brother Kenan, I see you pastoring one day and your congregation isn't black. Wow. Now, I would never call Elder Hargrass a, a prophet. I really, I don't even know if I like this preacher. Which gets to my point. Don't despise prophecies, though. When someone speaks over you, you might not even agree with it. But just take it and stick it in your pocket. That's right. That's right. But don't despise it. Right. People have said a lot of things over me that has come to pass. Yes. People have told me you're going to preach in many places. You're going to travel around the country. You're going to, somebody told me, I see you speaking overseas. I've done that. And so it's like, you know, don't. Back, but at the time when they told me, I was like, what? You know? Mm -hmm. Just take it, stick it in your pocket, leave it there. Everybody say amen to that. Mm -hmm. Don't go, I can't believe they said that. Oh, 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 oh. Next verse. But test them all. Right. Hold on to what is good. And see, that's what you're doing by sticking it in your pocket. Auntie. You're testing it. You're just going to leave it there and wait till it's done. It's, either it's going to be true or it wasn't. I've had a lot of bad prophecies, too, mm -hmm. that did not come to pass. Mm -hmm. You have to test it. Everybody test say it. amen. By sticking it in your pocket, letting it sit there, 
Hold on to what is good. Hold on to the stuff that actually came to pass. Hold on to the good thing. I'm not talking about the good things. I'm saying hold on to things that after tested they were proven those are good. Next verse. Reject every kind of evil. Now, see, you got to reject every kind of evil. Even the evil that you know that you do and know that you like that, you know, nobody else knows what you do and nobody else knows what you like. <laughs> it says, what verse is that, 22? It says, abstain from every form or appearance of evil. Now, if I look at that, and I really broke that down, this is kind of the meat of this this. this passage. It doesn't say, and, and most we were taught growing up that abstain from just the appearance of evil, meaning don't do things that even just looks evil. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you don't want to do things like uh, running, going to the bank with a, 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 a mask over your face. You know, that's the appearance of evil. You don't, you don't want to, but see, that's, that's, in a, that's, that's in a form of levity, but on the real, you don't want to do things that might be taken wrong. Right, right, right. For instance, when you talk to certain people, are you really talking to them to see if they're cool or do you think they're pretty? Let me tell you where I'm going. I don't ever want a woman in here to be uncomfortable. Amen. And ain't no guy in here going to make you uncomfortable. And if he do make you uncomfortable, you better make sure I know I'll take care of you. Amen. This is what I'm saying. At Dunamis Outreach, huh, Auntie? Mm -hmm. I was kind of like the bouncer. Uh-huh. Remember? Thanks, huh? Because this would happen because I had the biggest mouth. And, <laughs> and so what happened at Dunamis Outreach, we had a lot of single women. Everybody say amen. Amen. And, it, and the church was good size. And so what we had, we had a lot of hunters mm -hmm. who would come to church, and, and they would confess Christ and all that. They knew the rhetoric. They dressed apart and all that. But they came to church to, because it was a meeting spot. Instead of going to the club, I go to church. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And so what they would do is they would scan the church, find the single ones, and befriend them. Mm-hmm. And then under the, first, under the first appearance that it's just, hey, I'm just being cool, just want to make sure you're okay, I'm just checking on you, just calling you every once in a while. But then it got to a point where the woman was starting to be uncomfortable. She was starting to overstep. Okay. And then that's when they come to me because they're like, oh, I got to go tell Pastor Keenan because I know how Pastor Keenan is, you know. And, they, and I'm like, what? And they would tell me about it? Okay. And so I would get, get grab the guy, hey, man, I'm just getting you, letting you know, dude. It's like the second one we've gotten. Oh, no, Pastor Keenan, I'm just trying. What, what you doing, just checking on them? What you doing, just befriending them by calling them? Okay, let me tell you something. They're uncomfortable. Knock it off. Oh, I'm going to knock you off. I don't ever want a woman in this church to be uncomfortable. I'm not saying we got that. I'm saying we're not going to have it. Amen. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So it's like there's, there's certain levels of respect that you don't go past. That's right. That's right. 
So are we, it says, so, so to abstain from the appearance of evil or, or just keep from evil. See, because in your mind, you think, you know, you, you're fighting because you're going, hey, yeah, I'm just checking, but I might think she's kind of pretty, though. And now, I'm going to tell you another situation we had. I know this is deep. Get over it. It's raining. Where I, I had, a, I had a, guy, a guy who was doing that. He was checking on women and then single women, and then his wife found out that on what degree he was doing it, and then she got all bent out of shape. And, and in this situation, he wasn't doing, he wasn't trying to, he was just making sure they were okay or whatever sometimes, but it's sometimes an overstep. It got too personal. And then so the wife saw it, and she goes, oh, what are you doing? And they're in my office. They're not gonna, I'll check this phone, and there we got all this. And I'm going, ugh. And the guy's going, hey, I was just trying to, And I remember telling them, hey, you know what, dude, I get that part, but you know what, uh, uh, it's okay to say, hey, how you doing, hey, where you been, but when you get too personal, it gets it's messy. It's tricky. Don't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is your, 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 your wife is going to go on, I know you're checking, but why are you checking that deep? Right. Why, did it, why does she know where you are? And Come on, everybody. Amen. Try to help you out. And I'm saying, in this situation... I, and a lot of single women go to church. No single woman here is going to get harassed. None of them. Amen. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm saying it's, Amen. I'm trying to avoid these things. Amen. It says to abstain from every kind of evil. Your translation may say to, to, to the appearance of evil. Just It's not bad, but it, it can be taken. It's kind of like that's why I don't go to the beer tent. It's not because I think beer tents are of the devil even though they can be. <laughs> I know police love beer tents when you drive away. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're necessarily a place I want to be, but one reason why I don't go is because you guys don't want to hear, hey, I saw Pastor King at the beer tent. Right. Knocking them down. We had a great time. <laughs> See, I realized something. There's some things that I don't necessarily think is that bad that I still don't do because I don't want it to reflect on you. Right. I don't want somebody to see that and go, what kind of church you go to when your pastor does that? Right. Now, you got to be careful with that because you don't want to be bound by what people think. Amen. Because yeah. people are going to always think you're doing something wrong. Yeah. People, you know, so my thing is, it's like, okay, well, if I, my hat is on backwards, and, and I mean, they go, I saw your pastor with his, he's not supposed to have your hat on backwards. <laughs> I had one of the little kids come in the house, and her father, he's, he, uh, yeah, they ain't going to hear it. He, he's a retired pastor, and, and so we came in, and we were killing people online. That's, you know, I love doing that. And a little girl, she said, oh, Pastor Kenny, you're killing people. If you don't get out of my house, so I can keep killing people. <laughs> get, Pastor Kenny, you're not supposed to be killing people. You're a pastor. Get out of my house. <laughs> So I'm not going to be bound by everybody saying man to that, Amen. but I am going to be conscious. Yep. Yeah. There's certain things I just, there's lines I just don't cross. That's right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So in conduct, you have to really refrain from evil because some people just try, you know, they, it, maybe it's harmless. And I believe most times it's probably harmless, but it's still going to be taken wrong, still going to be looked at wrong, and then it still has caused problems. I've had problems with husbands who got upset. 
because people were contacting his wife. See, you just don't know. So you, so you have to be careful. Yes, contact, yes. One thing I think we did great, we kept an eye on everybody. But just keep an eye on them. Don't get too personal. Because you don't know if you're making somebody uncomfortable. You don't, know, so you got, don't get too into it. Amen. Refrain from evil. Next verse. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. This says, may the God that peace separate, that's what sanctify means, separate you unto himself through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. Yes. At the, until the coming of the Lord Jesus. Come on. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Come on. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy he kiss. Says, Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Now, greet all God's people with the holy kiss. That translation is wrong. It is to greet all the brothers with the holy kiss. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the holy kiss is, is when you, you know, you, back then they would come up and they would greet. That's like me and Mark. I ain't kissing Mark. But it was like me and Mark <laughs> would, would come and we would greet each other. And it would be, it would be normal for yeah. us to greet each other with a kiss. Amen. Now, here it is. Women didn't kiss men. Men didn't kiss women. Okay. I got an okay, you know. <laughs> There's times when I have kissed you and I've missed you, and you know, just a, you know. So I'm not saying you can't, but what I am saying is that because this holy kiss, first of all, we gotta. I love the word that says, make sure it's a holy kiss. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a kiss that ain't holy. Amen, somebody. <laughs> but really, it was meant for the men to greet the men that way, and the women to greet the women that way. It wasn't meant to intermingle. Okay. Amen. All right. So don't be trying to grab nobody in the face and Mwah! and call it a holy kiss because no. Okay, go grab Mike if you a guy and kiss him in the face then. Go ahead. <laughs> now that's a holy kiss. So don't come up trying to put your lips on me if you a dude. <laughs> I don't want no holy kiss. No. <laughs> But I'm not going to lie, there are, there are friends of mine that when I see them, we have kissed. And they're like, I mean, because I haven't seen them in so long. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm making levity, but there is a such thing as a holy kiss. Mm -hmm. But it was not meant for women, I mean, men to be kissing on women. Amen. It's not what that said. In fact, you got to remember, back then especially, the church was separated. It was men, women. They weren't intermingling. Right. Amen. got to know your history on that. All right. Come on. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all your brothers and sisters. Now he said, listen, I want you to read this letter to everybody. Tell them what I'm telling you. Make sure you contact everybody. I'm going to charge you. Make sure they hear it. Only way we're going to know is if people tell us. They, they got to tell us. Everybody, that's what the Bible's doing is telling us. Come on. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Now go to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 18 minutes. In the same way, deacon or men that are special in church or do special duties in church or women who do special work in church are to be worthy of respect, mm -hmm. sincere, not indulging in much wine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a little. <laughs> Here's my thought about drinking. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says that you can't 
it just always talks about too much. Yeah, that's right. And it always talks about indulging, overindulging. And then, and then, and, but here's the thing, uh, it does mention about stay away from too strong of drink, meaning, you know, you ever seen somebody too drunk? Uh-huh. It's like, man, this guy's like, he pants is down, he can't even stand up. <laughs> that guy's too drunk, man, you know. But my thing is, so, so Kenan, do you drink? No, I don't drink. But here's the thing, I've never drank. And then when you were raised up around some situations where like I was, you said, I'm not doing that. So that's, that, that's my choice. Now, most preachers will stand here and go, don't, don't you drink. I'm telling you, don't you drink too much. Amen. An occasional sip or something, if, that, hey, if, you're, if it's good in your spirit, that's, but here's the <laughs> thing, if God tells you to drop it, drop it. Amen. I've had people come to me and go, man, I was drinking beer, I'm just not doing it no more. Ask Sam if he's going to take a drink. Nope. Right. So, we got, it's, it's about what God speaks to you. Me? No, I'm not taking no drink. Amen. Have I been to dinner with somebody who took a drink? Yeah, did I go, what are you doing? <laughs> it says to, that if you're, even, the, even the, the ones that are called, not indulging in much wine. Uh -huh. All right? Now, I'm not telling you to go out and drink. Don't be... <laughs> 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 certain, certain some of you I don't want no drinking because I know what happened to you when you used to drink and God has taken it away from you everybody say amen, amen. alright and not pursuing dishonest gain or not doing anything everything for money which amen. I see a lot of that now that's why I re another reason why I believe churches aren't coming back because people have sat back and they've thought about it hmm. they've thought about it but they, you know, they thought about the situation and decisions and stuff that got made, and they're going, I don't know about it. Hmm. Amen. 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 Auntie, next verse. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with uh -huh. a clear conscience. Okay, they got to be holding to the truth with a clear conscience, meaning they're not hiding a lot of stuff. Come on. They must first be tested, and then if there's nothing against them, let them serve. They got to be tested. Let them you know they got to be watched. They got to be, you got to keep an eye on them to see if they're living what they proclaim that they're living. Amen. You don't just give somebody some title. You got to watch them for a while. Come on. In the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect. Whether women, you, you got to be respectful to, not malicious, uh -huh. not backbiting and gossiping, uh -huh. not talkers. Uh -huh. Got to shut up. Uh -huh. Notice how to tell the men, don't get mad at me. Tell the men, you got to act right. Women, you got to shut up. <laughs> They act right, then we'll shut up. Men don't act right. <laughs> women don't shut up. So he said, hey, I need you. Men, you act right. Women, Because <laughs> you might act right, but you talk about everybody. Amen, somebody. <laughs> men ain't talking. Men don't be gossiping like me. I ain't never heard no guy come up, man. He gossiping about me. <laughs> women don't. Oh, man. But, man, men are so soon. What was you doing? <laughs> Oh my God, why would you do that? So it says, women, you got to be, don't keep your mouths up, which I think we do an okay job around here. Keep your mouth off of people. Everybody saying, oh. Wish I had my phone. <laughs> people get so excited. I got 700 followers. No, you don't. You got 680 people who are just nosy. 
Mm-hmm. And they want to know everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you tell them. Uh-huh. And know what they do? They call other people and go, did you see that? Yeah. Right. She thinks she's cute. <laughs> Come on, everybody. That's true. Don't get involved with that drama. Everybody say amen. Yeah, I tell you, you keep your mouth off of people. People will keep their mouths off of you, I promise. Next verse. But temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife. Got to be faithful to his wife. And must manage his children and his household Got to well. manage his kids and his house. If everything at home is out of whack. Now, I ain't talking about perfect. I'm just saying if it's out of whack, if it's just out of control, then, then we got an issue. Next verse. Those who have served well gain an excellent understanding and great assurance in their faith in Christ right, Jesus. Those who serve well, they got an excellent standing with Christ. Come on. Although I hope to come to you soon. Now, he's saying, I'm hoping I can get to you soon. That's why I'm right. See, because at this time he had a problem because Nero was, was in charge. Nero actually was kind of looking for Paul. Paul wasn't traveling much because he was like, man. I, and he, some, some writers even think that he was already on lockdown here, that he couldn't, he couldn't get out. He couldn't make his way. He says, I hope to come to see you soon, but if I can't, I'm writing these instructions for a reason. Come on. So that if I am delayed, you will know how people ought to So you will yourself. know how to act. Amen. Yes. So you know how to, so you act right in church. Yeah. It's sad you got to tell people to act right in church, but you do because people come into the, people come in from all over. They come in from all backgrounds, and 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 what has called them is their belief and their faith in Christ and them saving their souls and trusting in the Father through through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. So they come in, but you know you come in with all your garbage, and then you have to slowly begin to transform your mind about it. Yeah. So you come in with faith being saved by faith, uh, grace, you know, through faith, but you still kind of stink. Yeah. Amen. Because you don't know anything. Right. You know, you know that, but you still don't know, well, you shouldn't be backbiting, well, you shouldn't be, you know, flirting a lot, you shouldn't be, so you don't know that, so you have to slowly begin to be transformed. He says, I'm, I'm writing, I'm telling you all this stuff, how to, con- so people to know how to conduct. Yes. How to conduct themselves, because you can hurt somebody by your conduct. I know people who have ran people away from church because of their conduct. Amen. And then you go, hey, where you been? Well, I didn't want to say, but, you know, this guy kept bothering me. So you left the church? I'm not saying we've had that here, but I have had that. Mm -hmm. And you left the church, and then I go, what happened? Well, he kept, first he was just contacted me and I thought that was okay but then it got bad and I'm like you left the church well yeah he made me so uncomfortable well you should have said something I didn't know I could because it's the church I figured everybody in the church are okay no everybody in church isn't okay amen we got the luxury of having a smaller one where you know what know why people, most people don't like small church because you can't hide amen amen Big church, you can hide. You can go in, you can find your seat. Every week, you can hide. You might know the seven people around you, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Small churches, you can't hide. We know your kids. We know where you work. We know what you don't like on your pizza. I mean, you, you can't hide. We know yeah. too much about each other. Yes. But that's another reason why we should be safe. Amen. I know you. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. But I have seen occasions where conduct 
cause other people to fall. And the Bible says, speaks about it. It says, don't do anything that may cause your brother to fall. That's yes. in Thessalonians also. Yes. Because we might have made somebody too uncomfortable. They didn't know how to handle that. See, because I'm at church, especially new believers when they come in, be really careful for two reasons. One, because we don't know where they came from, what they've done, their background, we don't know. So they might have been beat up before, they might have been kicked out before, or whatever. They might not have never been accepted. So we have to make sure we accept them, make sure we invite them in. But yet and still, we don't know yet. Right. Everybody say amen. Amen. I'm expecting this church to grow because we teach the truth here. And I think we do love, and we're not the greatest church on the planet. And I wouldn't dare say that. But one thing I will say, we're at least we're trying to be honest. Amen. So, so I believe that after this stuff is all settles down and then when people really start to come seek God for real, not the, not the fluff and the, and, the, and the lights and the smoke machines of church, but the real who God is, we're going to have people come through here. Amen. And a lot of them we're not going to know, we're not going to see. And here it is. So what we got to do, we got to embrace them, but we also got to keep them at arms for a second Amen. so we can make sure. Because there's always wolves that come out. And I need everybody here to, to be watching, watchful and respectful of each other, but watching over each other. Yeah. I might have got my permission. If somebody come here and we don't know, greet them, check them out. But if they try to kill me, shoot them. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Shoot them down. Amen. Amen. Because we don't know. Remember that church in South Carolina? The kid went in there to Bible study. They embraced him. They talked to him. He killed everybody. Yeah. So I want to embrace, but I want to be careful. I'm writing this letter so you can conduct yourself. Because there's times where people have caused people to fall. Yeah. I've seen women get ran away because some guy ran them away. They didn't know how to handle it. In the street, they know how to handle it. In church, they don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. I'm trying to, you know. Not gonna have any women here uncomfortable. I'm not saying we have that, I'm just saying we ain't gonna have it. Amen. You hear me? I'm not saying we have it. I'm saying we're not going to. I'm gonna be proactive amen. instead of reactive. Everybody say amen. amen. So if I am delayed, I'm writing this letter so you can know how to conduct yourself in church, behave, to act. To conduct oneself. So we have to relearn. They let, okay, break down the less abstain. It says that uh, to abstain means to refrain from or hold oneself off. It means to be, to be someone that someone can have safety around. It's, it's, being safe, it's having safe conduct. It's mean that, it means that you're safe when you're around me. There's no motives behind my contact. There's no motives behind my, my greeting you. There's no motives behind my texting you. There's no motives behind. See, I'm safe. You're safe. Everybody say amen. Amen. To, to, it says from, safe from the depart to separate yourself, to keep a spiritual distance. That's what it really means. All right, all right. All just means all. All evil. All appearance means shape or fashion. Uh, it's kind of like, not what we, we're told what is bad, but it's just really knowing what's bad. I mean, it's, 
it's, it's keeping yourself out of situations where people that, that you know undeniably people are going to think that's bad. Amen. I'm not talking about the whole, well, you're not supposed to be doing that. We're, Chris, you can't wear pants. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about the conduct, places, information, contact that might be. So I'm saying make sure you keep yourself from Everybody say amen. From the appearance of, then all evil is just moral, wrong, harmful, dangerous. All right, so we'll know how to conduct ourselves. So this would be a safe place. There's a lot of single women out there, single people out there, period. Mm -hmm. But I mean, men don't get predated on like women do. You know, and you know why a lot of them don't go to church? They got ran away. Why they got ran away? Guys ran them away. Ain't over here. Yeah. I look at somebody. Somebody's wife comes, but their husband don't. Still, still going. We're going to treat them with respect. Everybody say, "Man." Don't want anybody here uncomfortable. I'm not saying we have that. I'm saying we won't have that. Amen. Auntie, finish that. You will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation the of the truth. The pillar and the foundation of the truth. God's household is the pillar. It's the foundation of truth. Here's my worry. Ain't a lot of truth being taught no more. Amen. You know why? Because it makes everybody underwear tight. Yeah. It's too much. That's too tense. I like the fluffy stuff. I like, hey, God will hear your prayers. God will bless. You know, you know what I was thinking? And we talked about prophecies earlier. I saw a lot of, you know, you know how you had a New Year's prophecies. I saw a lot of New Year's prophecies that said this. Oh, this is going to be a great year for you. Yeah. All will go well. God's going to bless. And you put your hand in all this. And, and then I think, where are them guys at now? Right, right, right. Amen. This has been a crazy, crappy year. Yeah. A lot of people haven't even worked. Amen. Families falling apart. People are edgy. Where are those guys at? Amen. This is going to be, see, those things are popular. They fill seats. This stuff is not popular. Don't fill seats. Mm-hmm. And I go, Lord, uh, maybe I should just fluff it. And the guy goes, you think you can really do that? No. <laughs> Amen. No, I can't do that. But you know what I notice when I go places and there's, and there's a lot of people, they still want the truth. People, pastors now are afraid they're going to offend. And you know what they're, they're afraid of? They're going to lose offerings. Uh-huh. Okay, well, you're losing offerings now anyway. Right. Amen. So you might as well tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. <laughs> Come on, huh? So this place is, we're trying to make the pillar, which, you know, holds the building up, and the foundation, which makes it secure of, of the truth, though. And we're trying to use all our experience, all our background, all the failures and the victories to help prove that truth out. So here it is. I'm a... I'm a, I'm a young crazy guy who just I was studying Bible in the basement 
after we after I left the house of God where we all my whole family got saved in that church. So I thank God for it. It was it was it, t- it taught us righteousness. Yes, it did. And it taught us love because it was a lot of love there. Yes. Yeah. And then I remember leaving there, and then I went to study at a man with a man in his basement. He taught me so much. I remember going to Bible school and. And I remember when he told me I was done, you're done, I need you to go. Go and do what you got called to do. I'm like, where am I going to go? And I remember leaving, and then I, 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 a little church was starting up, and I was led there, and then I think we were like the, I don't know, I was probably like the 12, 13 person. There wasn't a lot of us. And that church just blew up and just turned into this massive church. And then I was ordained there, and I was a youth pastor there. I was associate pastor there. And I think, man, I didn't know half the stuff that I know now, but God graced it. Made a lot of mistakes. Failed a lot. Fought a lot of battles, won, lost. Relationships, won, lost. trying to use all that to help tell the truth on a level where everybody can understand on a level that's not judgmental on a level that will help us out and then I'm called to prepare us for what's next I'm excited about what's next I don't know what's next but I'm excited about it one thing I know is God has kept us through all of it kept us in the fight, he kept us together. Now my job is to watch over that and then get us ready for what's next and ask God to keep us some more. Everybody say amen. amen. So we need everybody in here to do it. There ain't a bunch of us today and I'm okay with that. It's what it is, especially in the summertime. I know how you people are. <laughs> but I do thank God because all of us have made it back. Yeah. And I think a big part of that was truth. Amen. Father, I give you glory and praise, and I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence in the house. Every word is given to us to correct us, to instruct us, to build us up. So we thank you for the word of God. And Lord, I thank you for these people who allow me to be free, allow me to teach it. I do ask and pray, Lord, that you will watch over them. And I also ask and pray, Lord, that rebellion won't reign here. I tell you, spirit of rebellion is running rampant. Everybody's rebelling against everything. Rebelling against the president. Rebelling against uh, mayors. Rebelling against governors. Just rebel. It's just everybody's just in a rebellious state. Not everybody, but a vast majority. It has caused a lot of problems in this country. Now you try to tell somebody, I'm still praying, you try to tell somebody something, they're telling you what they think as you're trying to tell them as if they know more. (laughs) There's certain people when they spoke to me, I didn't say a word. There's certain people now when they speak to me, I don't say a word, I just listen. I'm not in a place to speak back unless you ask me. 
Some people you try to talk to, they barge in. Well, I think, okay. I've had hard conversations with my spiritual father. But I never stepped into the disrespect level. I had to tell him what I thought about some things and what I think about the direction that things are going into. We had to talk about it. But I never stepped out of that place of respect. Lord, help us. We will not survive if we function like the world. So, Lord, we need your grace. We need your mercy. We need everything that you taught us. We need to use it right now. So, Lord, I pray over everybody here, everybody who's not here. Pray that you would bless them, you would keep them. Lord, I trust you. Even though stuff don't look right. I trust you. Even though I don't know what tomorrow's going to be. I trust you. Even though I don't know what two days from now is going to be. I trust you. Even though I'm not sure about an hour from now. So, Lord, let the peace of God rest upon us as you get us through this thing. Lord, we don't want to be naive, but we don't want to be fearful either. I'm asking and praying that you bless everybody here. Do me a favor. Watch out for them. Watch out for their families. Keep them in your presence. And, Lord, I will not ever stop teaching your truth as long as you want me to do it. Telling the people what the word says as long as you want me to do it. Are we making a deal? Yeah, we're making a deal. You bless them. I'll stay in as long as you want me to. So Lord, I give you glory and praise. Pray all that in Jesus' name.